Hello, welcome to Reconciling Humanity, streaming on Skyward TV and Hopeful Radio. I'm your host, Eleanor Hayward, and welcome to my co-host, Jody Harbour. And today our guest is Gail Whitlow from Ancestral Voices, offering a brief land acknowledgement, um, acknowledging the past and current stewards of this land, the Haudenosaunee, Wendat, Huron, Ottawandaron peoples. We're surrounding the, the Great Lakes. I'm here today from the Burlington area, which is near between Toronto and Niagara Falls. And acknowledging that our territory is subject to the Dish With One Spoon Wampum Belt Covenant, which is an agreement to peaceably share and care for the region, honoring the four directions, the land, the waters, the animals and ancestors that walked before us. I am grateful to our harvest season. Here we are in the fall of 2023 and the the birds and the the animals that make life so much more interesting. We acknowledge and thank the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation for sharing their traditional territory with us. Blessed be. So thank you so much. Um, I'm a holistic facilitator and really grateful to to Jody Harbour, who is one of the founders of Grandmother's Voice, as well as Gail. Um, Jody, would you like to share with us how you met Gail? Hey, good morning. Uh it may not be morning to others that are watching it throughout the day. Uh, so good day to everyone who will be joining us at some point in the future from this moment. Ascano, uh, Jody Nigasso, my great-grandmother was of the Cayuga Nation, Six Nations of the Grand River Territory uh, on my father's side. And uh, on my mom's side, I'm Romanian and English. And, uh, and this is, we're in a really great time. Uh, finding finding my roots has been uh, a life journey for me. I've always known I was indigenous, uh, and and when I really dug my my heart into finding my roots and understanding what it means to be an urban indigenous woman, uh, I I stumbled upon Gail Whitlow's place and space on Six Nations. Uh, ancestral voices and i was brought to uh, i was guided to her um center there where there was a genealogy group working out of the back of the of her center and um and the at the moment the first day i walked into that space she has this beautiful tree that's painted that was painted on her wall there and and it right when i entered that space that day it was um the voice i heard was welcome home that was the message I heard. And, and it was the smell of, of my father and just like everything that I remembered of, of the stories he shared with me. And I just, I did, I felt like I was home. And so, uh, you know, I, I met um, through that genealogy group, I met grandmother Renee Thomas Hill and Gail. And, uh, and it was like, I was scooped up by these amazing women uh, that invited me to travel with them. And, uh, and that's, and, and I just, that, that space is beautiful. Not just to me. I know many people have walked through that center and, and Gail, actually, I remember I met, um, um, but so many people just being in that space for whether I be buying, you know, picking up my medicines or whatnot. It just seems to be that, that place that people 
meet. And I'm just uh, honored to to be doing this with you, Eleanor. You know, um, this has been a really fun journey to begin together through reconcili- reconciliation. And, and Gail has been one of those women that has been doing reconciliation, I think, as, as long as as she's been around, I think, doing this healing work. So Nyawa Gail for being with us and uh and I love you and appreciate all of the support that you've you've given me as an urban indigenous woman helping me connect to my my truth uh and my purpose. So yeah. Tell us about your space and place that you hang out every day where people join and meet you. Come for healing. <laughs> well, um, hello everyone. I am from Six Nations of the Grand River Territory, uh, Mohawk Nation and Bear Clan. And wow, it's been such an interesting life. A very hard but interesting life because you know you can't find humility if you um, if you you know you have to get humility in one way and that is through your life experiences and so it's that what kind of guided me to um i guess manifest um everything that's manifested so far but it's also um, part of a much bigger dream and uh, i rely on my visions and i rely on you know that's those spiritual ancestors that run through our bloodlines that help us to guide our our thoughts and our dreams and i and so i have to listen and i have to um be aware that when i put it out there and the door opens that it's that's a positive thing so um well just to you know i guess just to start uh for years and years um i had wanted to establish something that many people could come in no matter what walk of life no matter what your religion or that or what no matter what the color of your skin no matter who you were um you could come and then you could you know talk and you could maybe find something that will help guide you on your journey to have a healthy impact on not only you your community, but the seven generations coming. So anytime that we establish, I guess, framework, the framework is always around those seven generations that are coming. And so I have five children and I have 18 grandchildren. And, you know, life is going to continue. You know, my bloodline is is, is going to continue in, in a powerful way. And so I have to think, like, what does that life look like for, for these coming faces? And not just my grandchildren, but I mean the grandchildren of the world. Like, what can we do? What do we have to do in order to uh, break down barriers? So I was lucky enough to um, uh, live in the, I guess, Buffalo and those areas uh, during my younger years. And I would say lucky because a lot of times um, uh, people that were still here at Six Nations, they uh, ended up in the residential schools still. You know, that residential school didn't close until 69 and uh, or actually 90-something was the actual closing of that building. But in 69, those were my vulnerable years, um, 58 to 68. And um, I very well could have ended up in a residential school had my parents not um, 
done what they did um, during that time. So I really look back and I'm thinking, wow, how lucky was I, you know, that um, I had that opportunity to um, to grow and be nurtured by my parents. Um, so when we look at, uh, you know, movement from there, I always wanted, um, I always felt a strong connection to healing. Like always, I remember as a, as a, as a young person and being Bear Clan, that's innately within us. So every clan has a, a job to do. And so if you're Bear Clan, then your job is in that healing field. So I guess, you know, that kind of was like um, eating at me. And it doesn't matter what nationality you are. You know, we are all part of that creation. We are all part of the earth. And as Dennis Windigo would say, we are land, we are medicine, because it is so true. We are land and, and we are medicine. So that runs so strong within each and every person, no matter what color of your skin, no matter your, your walk of life. So so saying that, um, I took a, I took a look at um, you know, what can I do? So, you know, I I, I loved I love to work with um, you know, reflexology and you know, different energy therapies because I knew I could do them and I knew I could do them well. And when I was um and when I was walking my my spiritual path, you know, I took I did a lot as far as fasting and all of those different humbling experiences that make you really connect to the land. So I knew that I had to develop um the gifts that I knew I could develop. And and then I wanted to share. I wanted to share these gifts. So um, Ancestral Voices was actually created because of that desire to help others and to show that there are more opportunities out there than you may think. So when we look at our backyards, um, some people see weeds, but I see, oh, my gosh, there's yarrow, oh, there's plantain, oh, there's, you know, all of these different beautiful medicines out there. And you watch them grow and you can feel the energy of, you know, what they're um, bringing. And then you can see all the colors and then you can see the routine that our plant world experiences. And and so it's those kinds of things that I wanted to, to share because at some point, um, we have to, and we talked a little bit about what is colonization. At yes. some point, we have to we have to rethink what it is that um, our ancestors um, are trying to bring back to us. And so, the number of people who do not know how to walk in in the in the field and see those medicines and know what they're used for. Um, the amount of people that have the desire to learn is tremendous and, and we all should, we all should learn. So so that's kind of where that came from is um, wanting to share, hey, take responsibility for your own health by relearning what our ancestors left, um, you know, that knowledge that that ancestors um, left us with because Sometimes they can take, you know, uh, us out and put us into a system, but something doesn't change within us. And we have that strong desire to develop whatever that may be. So so that's kind of um, because of other dreams and other visions. I don't have time to go into all of those. Um, Ancestral Voices was um, created. But Ancestral Voices was a step because 
my vision was bigger than that. And my vision was about a healing community. So an off-grid healing community where we have everything that we need to survive. Because it's scary if you watch TV. It's scary if you're a young person growing up right now because of everything that you see and you hear and you feel. And and it, it, it's kind of scary. So what can be created that is going to... Uh, you know, give us kind of that sense of calm and peace that um, we're looking for. So, so, so the stepping stone from ancestral voices is um, um, a project I call Land of the Dancing Deer because basically it's an off-grid um, healing center, a healing site. But it's more than that. It's also um, it's also um, working with technology. You know, our old healing practices, our old healing ways, our old healing knowledge, and combining it into something that is um, definitely unique. I have not. I can honestly say, I, in all the projects that are out there, I, I do not see um, something that. Um, you know, I, I'm seeing when I see the land of the dancing deer. So, um, so we're working on uh, manifesting um, that um, beautiful community within the community. Um, so, when we when we look at um, you know that that process, we have to. I have to go way back in time because how did I get to the place where I could envision that? And it all started back in the. 80s. Um, so there was a group of us, we got together and we called ourselves the Iroquois Women's Circle. And we did things that were beyond the scope of other people's normal. We brought in speakers, we brought in, uh, I guess, uh, thoughts and feelings that were um, very old, you know, very, very, um, I guess, very ancient in our in our in our way, but had been forgotten for years. And so um, people kind of they didn't like the thought that we were out there and we were doing that. And so we we learned to work through that and just close our eyes because we were working spiritually, you know, from another lens. And so so that was when I was you know still kind of having my children during that time. And so we kind of branched off we did a lot of really powerful good work and and then we um shifted or i shifted so we came back together you know years later and one of the um things one of the groups that we created at that time was um grandmother circle of the earth and why we created grandmother circle of the earth was because we were traveling we were being kind of mentored by this beautiful, beautiful elder from the Southwest. And this beautiful elder had um, kind of been guiding us. And, and if you work with elders, you know, you don't get the full story and the full picture. You get a paragraph or you get, you know, a thought. And it's up to you to manifest that that thought. So we, we had some time that we were able to spend working with him, and then he wasn't here anymore. And so we had to take those concepts and we had to go, how do we continue this work? What do we do to continue this work? And the concept of um, grandmother's circles um, evolved. So what grandmother's um, circles um, then did was um, it took us around the world. So we went to um, different places around the world and 
we were to change anything, all we were to do was share and to plant seeds. And so that's what we did. So we did that in, in uh, uh, many different countries. And and it was really interesting because we would go and then, um, you know, we would um, we would do these workshops. And um, and it was very busy for us because, you know, we went from one, two, three, four, five real quick. And so we were kind of like, wow, um, really busy doing that. But it but it, it paid off because in Denmark now there's over 24 women's circles or or grandmother's circles, and it and it was all about um, what do you need in your community. So for instance, if you're a gardener and you see that we need to be planting more food, um, well, get a bunch of um, you know grandmothers together and talk about how you do that and share it with younger people and create that garden. I mean, it's that, it's that simple because um, once you start to work together and you start to create, then, then, then something's working through you. So it's that ancestral energy that's moving through you and it's creating more than you know. So... It, it, it could be about anything. What does your community need? And who can you get to, you know, organize it? And so that's what it, that's what it was. And, and, in, and it's been quite successful. We have circles everywhere in Africa and Denmark, England, like just, just everywhere. And, um, and so our only job then was to plant that seed and we're not to go and we're not to take any control or ownership over anything like that is simply plant that seed and let them run with it. And so, so that's how we were able to take that really important teaching that we got and that instruction that we got, and we were able to transform it. So, so moving forward then, um, you know, life happens and, 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 and so, uh, we, this beautiful Jody Harbor came into our lives and um, we went on some journeys and next thing you know, you know, those seeds are also the seeds of grandmother's voice. I mean, um, Jody um, listened to us, participated with us and we all came up with like, hey, let's try this. And so, so Jody, she has a beautiful, expansive mind, beautiful, expansive mind. And she'll take that thought and she'll say, you know what? It can be this, 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 this. And next thing you know, it's this, 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 and this. And so, so, so the work of the grandmothers continues because of the value in listening to that um, grandmother's wisdom or that ancient wisdom and finding a place where we're able to share. So it's all about sharing. It's all about caring. It's all about um, finding uh i guess a response to everything that you know you're being uh prompted to do in your lifetime so it's like um how do you move forward so you take those visions and you create those visions and you and then you create another vision and you enhance the vision and 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 again you have to have that well what are we doing this for and so again it's for those seven generations um coming and and it's to help with um, elevating the vibrational energy of the land or of the earth. Because um, I remember back in, I don't know, well, I guess the 80s. Um, so the world was supposed to end uh, way back in, I think it was 90 something. The world was supposed to end. 
And there's um, a group of people who live high up in the, the mountains in South America. And um, so these people, the world didn't end. And so they send out their mamos, they call them, in order to see, well, we don't see the light, so how come the world didn't end? And so they sent out their, their mamos to different places and, and they wanted to see what they saw. And personally, um, you know, at that point, um, I had had children, but I wasn't with the father of these children. And I remember that one of the mamos, they, they speak heart to heart language. So even though they, they, they know how to speak um, language, they they more they more intensify their thoughts on what's coming from the heart. They, I remember them looking at my son and they were asking, you know, your son is sad. You know, um, what is going on? So when I mentioned that that he was without his father, they could see that hurt and pain. So they were they were in a place of feeling and experience the hurt and pain that we are all carrying too from being. Um, out of this residential school um, era and, you know, coming into uh, be who, who we're becoming now, but they were, they were kind of like in that cusp of, wow, people are carrying so much hurt and pain. And so, um, so they traveled, they traveled throughout and then they would, um, you know, go back home and then they would sit way on top of the mountain. They, they called them, themselves the elder brothers and, Actually, um, we were at a gathering just recently in April, and the mamos um, gave us a message, you know, for the world. And so I I will share that at another time, but it was a, a message that they have created. And um, the only reason, the only thing that they requested, though, is that it not be on social media, because um, what happens when it goes on social media it takes the energy out of the out of the words so to share that message it has to be like maybe at a gathering where it's shared but it's not it's not put in any form or it's like on the on the social media and that was uh, at their request so I mean so we have a lot of um, uh, I guess energy in making the world a better place. And so the more that we collectively do, the more that we collectively um, share as groups, as uh, individuals, as, uh, you know, collectives of people who are in that caring, sharing spirit, the more powerful that um, the world can become. And so we're seeing um, through our prophecies that we're in a time that was um, forecast. We're in a time where... Um, the the giants that be are starting to falter you know they've been giants for like five thousand years and all giants have to fall too and so those um political giants aren't having the clout and they're start they're trying to fight for that clout again so that they can you know keep that power but that power isn't serving the world to the best of its ability so because of that then then there has to be some type of a change so we're being told, and it's and we really have to listen to this. We're being we're being told that um, um, we have to make those changes, and we have to uh, make those changes now. So we have to look at food sustainability. What is the what is our basic needs, and how are we going to uh, use those basic basic needs to 
create uh, food security. And I, I would say out of all the things that they can do, right now it's food security that is the main. And if you look at those shelves in the supermarkets, it disturbs me to see that there are a lot of empty shelves you know, things that we used to take for granted aren't on those shelves anymore. Things are things are happening. The whole world economy is based on sharing and 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 that's that's faltering. We're not able to get, you know, all of those products that we used to get. So we're having to change something as well. So we have to go back to creating those gardens. We have to go back to working together in in a more sustainable way on all levels. If we're going to succeed as as um, you know people, so th- these are just things that um, uh, everyone probably knows, but we really have to look at the extent of what we don't know, and we have to make efforts to. Um, you know, be more kind and more respectful to the land, more kind and respectful to um, the medicines. You know, how do how do we create those relationships within nature? How do we create those relationships within organizations so that they're healthy? And so those are those are things that I guess um, uh, we've been um, preparing for for. Uh, many generations, you know. That's the; those are the; those are the teachings that come through um, spiritually, um, and and they're saying, "Smoke your pipes, do your ceremonies, um, look at what you need to look at, and 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 begin." Because if you don't begin now, we're going to be uh, in that doomsday uh, frame of mind, and we don't want to uh, go there. So I've been talking for quite a long time, so I. I guess it's time to, you know, um, put it back. And is there any other questions or any other things that you would like um, to add? Thank you so much, Gail. Like there was so much juiciness in there and really appreciate your your expertise and your your efforts um, with ancestors, ancestral voices. I was in there a few weeks ago and love to see the different, the different herbs and medicines and the crystals that you had there. I didn't get to see your healing space. But I understand you do like private practice there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your your work with uh, the land of the dancing deer and the the grandmother's circles as well, and how that has morphed and evolved into grandmother's voice. So I just wanted to clarify, what did you mean by we are the medicine? I've heard that before and I get that. But for our listeners who are tuning in to learn about the spiritual approach to mental wellness, um, our focus is like truth and reconciliation towards decolonizing concept. And you were asking earlier, like, what is decolonization? And I've heard it said one reflection of it is is a re-indigenization. Like you said, coming back to the land, that the land is medicine, that we are medicine. What do you mean by that? Well, exactly that. I mean, the the words say it all. So, um, so it's like that heartbeat. So we are the heartbeat of something. We we have that essence of that heartbeat um, within every breath that we take. You know, our our heart is our heart is boom, boom, boom. And so when we connect to the drum that way, um, something stimulates within our whole concept of of who we are. So when we talk about we are land, we are medicine, we're not disconnected from from the land. Um, so what I mean by that is, you know, 
Our healing comes from the land. Our healing comes from the voices of the land. It comes from the voices of the wind. It comes from the 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 healing powers of the water. It comes from the fact that we are everything and everything is us. So so we can't just connect and we can't just be water. We can't just be land. We can't just be air. We can't just be fire because we need all of that in order to be um, whole. And if one of those aspects is out of balance, boom, we have fire, fire, um, we have fires, boom, we have hurricanes. You know, when we have different things happening and we're out of balance, um, that's what happens. So, um, so um, Dennis coined that um, we are land, we are medicine, because um, in order to be that, that power, in order to be that strength, we have to know that um, we are all connected. And so it comes from within. It doesn't come from any exterior source. Source. It comes from that altar that um, we that we create for ourselves, and so that altar is a very special and a sacred healing space. And where where it comes from is being able to be in tune to the forest, um, being able to be in tune with the medicines, being able to be in tune with the birds, being able to be in tune with what is our intuition and what is our heart trying to put out there, you know, and so the more that we connect, and so that means we are not connected from anyone. So we're, we're here on this platform right now. We're connecting um, in that, that way together. But as it goes out there, we're connecting in that way again. So we, we have to take that into consideration that in order to be a strong, powerful medicine, we have to be together. You know, sometimes we don't put enough into our medicine in order to make us strong. And we allow, you know, the the health sciences or different things, we allow them to be our 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 our, our ear. And then that's not always um, the best way because we have to say, you know, okay, what makes what makes me who I am? What makes you who you are? You know, how can we create something um, that has a healthy relationship to um, everything around us? So, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of like a, an easy way to say we are land, we are medicine, because we walk on the land. Every step we take is an imprint and we leave imprints and we also step into the imprints of those that have walked before us. So again, that's our connection to everything that is. And sometimes we we look at the fact that um, you know, some people are born in another land and um so their their parents are born in the land and they're born here on this beautiful land, so they become where they are born, you know, the land speaks to them, their DNA is here, they become part of the essence of, of, of this space. And so what does that mean? You know, that means that collectively, we're all one. And we are the land and we are the medicine. So we have to look at it that way. And we have to um, walk our, our walk in that direction. So, mm -hmm. Kind of like a Same. big answer. Speaking my language, yeah. I suppose yeah. like a colonized mindset that that I was raised with as a as a settler descendant is that there's there seems to be this mindset of entitlement that there's there's this extractive and exploitative quality to 
to life and it's like getting what you can while you can. And there's very little respect or reverence for the land and for the plants and the animals and, and offering that, that gratitude and having that humility that we're all connected. I, I feel like is what is missing in that disconnect, which is manifesting as a, as a cultural trauma of, of mental illness and, and people feeling really separate and isolated and alone. So I, I hear what you're saying and, and coming together in community and communing with the land and the elements and reconnecting in, in grounding in our, in our bodies and, and allowing our ancestors um, to offer us their wisdom and, and healing and reconnecting to our souls. So really grateful for your perspective there. Gail, Jody, anything to, to add? Yeah, well, amazing. I always love to hear Gail speak, uh, especially when it's, you know, she she just speaks from that place of, you know, I say channeling, um, considering, you know, she, she, this is what she does, you know, um, is forever in every space sharing her knowledge in such an open way, which is, um, you know, the the way of these elders and grandmas who have been, you know, just walking, walking their path and whoever they meet along the way, they just walk with them and they always invite people in and, and been, I've been so grateful uh, to know that, to know them and to have been shared this knowledge. I'm, I'm sitting in, and she's speaking to my, my spirit because it, that was how I connected myself was in the, with the land and this grandmother cedar that had this many, you know, histories. Um, and, and I could see the faces of the women and, and then there they were. Um, so, you know, everything that she says resonates with my spirit. And she had mentioned, uh, Dennis Windigo a couple of times, and this is, um, um, an, uh, a gentleman, an elder. Well, I don't know if he likes to be referred to as an elder, but um, he shares knowledge with us. And, you know, we call him, well, I just call him Dennis. Uh, but I, I, the day that I met him and saw him, um, you know, sharing knowledge and transferring knowledge, I, it was like, this message was like, that's the guy, you know, he's, he's going to walk with us and share uh, knowledge from this, um, you know, from this ancient wisdom you know, that he's revitalized in his practice, you know, he's, you know, healed himself. And now he wants to share with, with the world, with whoever will listen, how all of this that Gail spoke about is, is, you know, can be, um, you can tap into this knowledge to, to heal uh, your, you know, the history that has affected all of us, the history of the development of this country, which is what you, you know, all that, that you spoke about, um, Eleanor is a, is a taught behavior by our surroundings and our systems of oppression, our systems that have been were designed to create this nation. And now we've we've woken up. We're awake, and these grandmas ha and have been doing reconciliation for decades and probably centuries. You know, if we look at the ones that came before Gail and came before myself, and so. Just great, really grateful that I'm I'm a, a part of this circle and know that it is um, my responsibility to make you know this circle is accessible to surround these grandmas 
and and support the work that they continue to do because up and they they do this work they travel across the world um and they they find resources to get them there but now we're in a time where we can actually support their travel and they you know and maybe this is what this circle and these these opportunities to share their voices is our responsibility is to is to help them find resources to get them to these places um that are calling you know for healing and for for circles so very grateful uh to them for guiding me um and then and then also you know my the the guidance to you know for us to meet Eleanor to start something like this that is important for um for community to be able to listen to and connect with and and then just to figure out what what's next for them so thank you gail Miawa. i love thank you, you. And, I love uh, you too. <laughs> oh yep <laughs> thank you gail can you tell people your your best website that they can find more information about your work well okay so um, ancestralvoices.ca is for my um, visit, my um, I guess my my practice and my uh, storefront. Um, and Land of the Dancing Deer is being um, I guess rehashed. It's being redone, and so um, it's it's there right now. But um, we're we're shifting and changing it around. So and it is Land of the Dancing Deer. That's the website. Um, so. Yeah, you can find information on both of those. And of course, um, if anyone is willing to donate and you know find out more about the project, that's always um of value too, because you know, the it's a I guess it's a family affair, you know, to you know, mm -hmm. to put energy into something that is going to value um our larger families as well and all families that um, need to come to the to the the space. So, yeah. Beautiful. And I think uh, Grandmother's mm -hmm. Voice has a donation. Um, do you have that on your website yet? Or maybe maybe not. That'll but I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah. 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 So, so, so you can reach so out to, yeah, reach out to Grandmother's Voice. Yeah. 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 And, so and follow up because we, yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff, um, you know, moving forward. So, yeah, stay connected. Yeah, because we're not separate from ancestral voices, land of the dancing deer, and grandmother's voice. I mean, it's we're we're that's one big circle. So, yeah, so you can kind of get information um, you need through um, the grandmother's voice platform as well. Beautiful. So, yeah. Thank you both so much for your, your time and your energy. Really grateful for this, and thanks again to Skyward TV and Hopeful Radio. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you. And tune in and give us your, your feedback. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, everyone.